going on sports fans got another good one for you today today i'm going to be talking about the wild things that happened um, in the nfl over this past week and then i'm going to get into the new england patriots future and why the patriots and patriot fans should be excited about their team going forward they have a lot of positive things to look forward to in the future so let's get into it first thing this was a pretty wild week in the nfl a couple wild things that happened. First biggest thing to me was the Jets beat the Browns 23-16. to The Jets are now on a two-game winning streak. They beat the Rams last week, and now they went in there and stunned the Browns. Granted, the Browns were missing their basically their whole starting receiving core. They were out due to COVID, but still an impressive win for a team that most people thought were probably going to go winless and now have beat two teams with a way above 500 records and two teams that have talent enough to compete and make it to the Super Bowl. I don't think a lot of us would be, you know, too terribly surprised if the Rams or the Browns made it to the Super Bowl because they obviously have enough talent to get there. Obviously, they're not one of the teams that people believe will get there. They're not a Chiefs or a Packers team, but they still have the talent. And so for the Jets to beat those two teams is very shocking, regardless of who was out for the Browns. Moving on from that, Dolphins had a miracle comeback against the Raiders. That was a really fun game to watch, by the way. And I was just in awe at the end of that game when the Dolphins ended up winning. Ryan Fitzpatrick. Fitz magic is real, people. People try to dismiss the fact that somehow Ryan Fitzpatrick has this magic touch about him, but he really does. And the fact that he was able to make a throw 30 yards down the field while getting his face basically like ripped backwards like the dude couldn't see where he was throwing the ball anymore like it's like Patrick Mahomes tweeted out it's literally the greatest no look pass we've ever seen and it wasn't intentional the dude was getting his face ripped off by a defensive lineman and still made an incredible throw which led the team to not only get that 30 yard gain or however long it was, but also tacked 15 yards onto the end of that. And so the Dolphins were able to go win the game on a last-second field goal because of that. It was insane. And a lot of people questioned what the Raiders were doing in that game because they had an opportunity to score a touchdown, and they elected to run out as much clock as possible and then kick a field goal. And while analytics say that you should do that, and I don't necessarily disagree, like, you left 16 seconds on, I mean, 19 seconds on the clock. You don't normally expect a team with no timeouts and 19 seconds to go get a field goal, but miracle plays like that do happen. And so a lot of people have been questioning why not score the touchdown. And in my opinion, I'm going to go for the touchdown. Obviously, I'm not an analytics guy. I'm not an NFL head coach, so maybe they know something I don't. But I'm going to go for the touchdown because if you're asking me 
if I have enough faith in my defense to, especially how good kickers are these days. I know some of them miss, like, give me field goals, but kickers are getting stronger legs. Like, 64-yarders, 63-yarders, they're, like, a lot of kickers in the NFL can hit them. So, in my opinion, I'm or in my view, I'm going to go and get that touchdown if it's possible. I understand trying to drain the clock, but maybe try to drain the clock for two downs. Make sure you don't miss, you know, take take away too many yards and then try to get the touchdown on third down or just go for it from the get go. I, I understand trying to drain the clock, but if you're asking me if I'd rather have a team have 30 odd seconds on the clock to go get a field goal or they have a minute 30 on the clock to go get a touchdown. I'm going to take the minute 30 to go get a touchdown because they're going to need 30, 40 more yards to go get that touchdown. And worst case scenario, they get the touchdown and then they can go for a two point conversion and beat you. Your defense has to be really awful to lose that game for you. So, and we saw it actually at the same time that that game was going on. It was also going on in the Liberty Coastal game where Liberty decided to, you know, try to hold off and kick a field goal. They ended up fumbling it. That game went to overtime. Sadly, Coastal lost, but it was simultaneously you were watching these two teams that were like, okay, we're not going to get a touchdown. We're going to take this field goal and run out time. And it kind of bit both of them in the butt. So a lot of people were questioning the decision to kick field goals. Um, and run out the clock in those situations. I understand why they do it, but if it was me personally, I'm taking the touchdown because it is a lot harder to get a touchdown than a field goal in whatever aspect of football, whatever league of football you're playing in, a touchdown is always much harder than a field goal. Moving on from that, though, Brady and the Bucks had a field day versus the Lions without Matthew Stafford. Blew him out 47-7, to and the Lions' only touchdown came off of a punt return. So the Lions' offense, needless to say, was really bad, and their defense can't talk much either. They let up 47 points, and I believe 14 of those points, or maybe even more, came when, once Brady was benched. So, I mean, their backup quarterback was in there slinging touchdowns. I believe it's Blaine Gabbert. So he was in there slinging touchdowns. That tells you how bad that Lions defense was playing against the Bucks on Saturday. And then Alvin Kamara rushed for six touchdowns versus the Vikings. That And he, he could have had seven. Um, Taysom Hill, or a lot of people speculate, Taysom Hill stole one from him. They were on the one-yard line. Could have easily ran it with Alvin Kamara. Would have had the record. He tied Clinton Portis for the record. But nonetheless, six rushing touchdowns in a game is absolutely incredible. And Vikings and Mike Zimmer really need to uh, reevaluate themselves after getting blown out as bad as they did and allowing one player to beat them. As I mean, not one player beat them, but allow, allowing six rushing touchdowns in any game. I mean, they allowed the most points in a game I believe since it was like 1963, the Cardinals allowed 56. The Vikings ended up allowing 52 points, and Alvin Kamara had a field day. So Mike Zimmer and the Vikings really need to take a look at themselves this offseason and fix um, some problems on that defense, especially coming from a head coach who is defense strong. He's more defensive-minded. A lot of people don't 
um, credit him for uh, being an offensive-minded head coach. So for defense to be your specialty and you to get beat that bad on defense is concerning and definitely something that needs to be evaluated. So moving into the main topic, the New England Patriots. And in particular, their future, because I think most of us can agree the present New England Patriots are bad. They're not horrific. They're not one of the worst teams in the NFL when you think of, you know, the Jaguars, the Jets, the Bengals, the Texans, you know, some of those teams. They're obviously better than those guys, but it's bad for Patriots standards. They lost this last Monday night to the Bills. 38-9, and while they did, they were tied at the end of the first quarter, and then they kept it close into the second, Uh, they were tied, or they weren't tied, they were only down 9-10, to I believe, with 11 minutes left in the second quarter, but then it got real ugly real fast, and the Patriots ended up losing 38-9, but that's not, that's not what's important here, we, or most of us can agree that the present-day Patriots are bad. They do play the Jets next week, and if I'm the Patriots, I want to lose that game. And it doesn't really matter for the Jets. I believe they have the number two overall pick locked up. So they might go out there ready to play. I know Bill Belichick obviously isn't going to make his team lose on purpose. Um, That loss to the Bills was bad enough. You could see he was frustrated even threw the phone down when he was talking to someone. But if I'm the Patriots, I want to lose that game to get an even higher draft pick because currently they hold the 14th pick in this upcoming draft. And if they finished with that, that would be their highest draft pick in over a decade. So that's one of the things I want to talk about the Patriots have to look forward to. They have a draft finally to look forward to. Past couple of years, they've either not had their first couple rounders or they've traded them away for people, or they've just been really far back. And while you can get quality talent out of, you know, the 30, you know, if you're in the 30s or even late 20s, being, you know, farther up in the draft obviously pays dividends. And the Patriots get to experience that for once in over a decade. They And not to mention, do they have a high draft pick or a higher draft pick than they've had in recent history, but they also have the third most cap space going into this offseason, only eclipsed by the Jets and the Jaguars. So a team that the Jets and the Jaguars are going to have the first and second pick, and a team with, you know, cap space right behind those two teams is sitting at, you know, six and nine right now. So if you're the Patriots, you've got to think, man, we have been awful this year, especially by Patriots standards. Cam Newton was obviously not the answer at quarterback. He's had a pretty bad season. You know, he's been able to do stuff in the rushing game. He had a really amazing rushing touchdown in that Bills loss, but he's not been able to throw the ball. He's been throwing it in the dirt. You've had to bench him multiple times. And late in games because you've either been down so bad or he's just played awful. You know, those two kind of gone hand in hand. So obviously not the answer, but you have cap space this offseason, the third most. So they can go out there and it, it will allow them to sign free agents like Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Trent Williams, Joe Thune. And, and even more than that, I'm not saying that they're going to get those guys, but they certainly have the ability to. They can get whoever they bring in at quarterback a weapon 
or two. They can beef up the offensive line so they have more time. There's an endless possibility, like endless possibilities for the Patriots this offseason when it comes to acquiring more talent on the offensive side of the ball because I don't think their defense is really bad. I think they could do a little bit better in the pass rush, but I think their secondary is elite. And a lot of people are forgetting the Patriots had several players opt out this year due to COVID and they're going to be getting most likely all of those guys back such as Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung and then they have a few more guys on offense but those two are really the headliners those are two really big defensive names and defensive staples of that Patriots defense so those dudes are going to be coming in fresh they've had a whole year off they're going to be ready to play hopefully they don't you know injure themselves I don't even know why I'm bringing that up but because they've been out so long. But that's besides the point. The Patriots are going to get a lot better next off or this offseason. They're going to acquire much more talent, even get talent they already had, but, you know, opted out. So they're they're already guaranteed to be better than last year because of they're getting their opt-outs back, most likely. And so then the, you pile that on to the fact that they're going to have a, you know, a top 20 draft pick or a top 15 draft pick, most likely something they haven't had in over a decade. And then having the third most cap so you can go sign people on top of drafting really good players. And then you're getting guys that, you know, you already had but didn't play this season. You're getting them back. So a lot of positive things for the Patriots in the future. And like I said, you're sitting at six and nine. Most teams, when they have all this cap and they're getting, you know, they have a high draft pick and they're getting players back from opt outs, they've had an awful season. Six and nine by Patriots standards is awful. But when you look at the NFL in a whole, if they were on the NFC side right now, they would have a shot. Um, By this point, they'd be eliminated, but they would have had a um, they would have been in the playoff hunt much longer than they were in the AFC. And if you're in the NFC East, you're winning it right now. So Patriots are a still a good team. They're just not Patriot level right now. And I think what a lot of people are forgetting is Bill Belichick is one of the best, if not the best ever to do it at the head coaching position. This dude is a genius when it comes to football. And the fact that he's about to get weapons, he's about to have cap space to go get whoever he wants. He can he can pay people if he wants. He doesn't have to. You know, that's the Bill Belichick way, not pay people, do it with so little. But he can go get guys now. He can draft a, a future guy at quarterback. They can trade up Like I said, there's an endless possibilities for this New England Patriots team going forward, though. I just want to make it clear that the Patriots' success was not dependent on Tom Brady. I know a lot of people have been, you know, saying that this offseason because Tom Brady is going to the playoffs again, and Bill Belichick and New England Patriots have had a pretty bad season for Patriots standards. And obviously, not trying to take away anything from Tom Brady, he was a integral part in their success while they were together. But I think both of them can be successful without each other. That's just how great Tom Brady and Bill Belichick are. And I think next year the Patriots are going to be back to contention status. And if Tom Brady continues to play after this year, he'll they'll still be doing good. They're both just great. I don't understand why people want to debate, you know, whose success is because of who. I think we just need to admire that these two guys together made a lethal 
combo and they were the best duo to ever do it in the NFL. The New England Patriots, they're going to be good again. So all you New England haters, um, go ahead and get all your, you know, gloating, hating out now because the New England Patriots are going to be coming for a Super Bowl next year and they're going to be angry and they're going to be hungry and whoever they get at quarterback it's not really going to matter how bad they or how good how bad they are because Bill Belichick is going to find a way to get this team back to the playoffs and get this team to where they can beat the top tier teams in the league like the Chiefs and like the Packers. As always, guys, thanks so much for your continuous support, listens, follows, and everything. And I will see you guys next time on The Blitz.